When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. This episode is brought to you by Google. Google's two-step verification was built to secure your account and help prevent cyber attacks, even if your password is compromised. That's why Google has made it easy to sign into your account with this additional layer of protection. Just one tap and you're in. Learn more at safety.google. Hello, movie lovers. Welcome to the best damn movie-related show here on the internet. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DeGorio. For today's podcast, I'm going to be doing my 31 days of horror. I'm kind of late on the whole entire 31 days thing because I had some stuff that actually happened to me that I don't want to get into specific details on exactly what happened. But those of you who actually follow the page, you'll see, you'll know why. But anyways, um, for my reviews for tonight, this is what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to do a Monster Squad 1987 review. I'm also going to be doing a Descent movie review. And I'm also doing a Collector movie review. And then, after that, it's going to be a Quiet Place movie review. So I'm doing four or five horror movies all in one night. And I just want to go ahead and make this up to everybody because I didn't get around to doing it. So basically, this would be like day 26 of... 31 Days of Horror. So, with further ado, let's go on ahead and get into this thing. So, Monster Squad is a 1987 movie that I actually grew up on watching, and I really enjoyed the story. Because who doesn't want to hear about Dracula, the Wolfman, the Mummy, and all these characters coming into full force to form a Monster Squad? You have one group of monster squ- uh, monsters on one squad, and you have another group on one other side. But, anyways, it's about five young kids find themselves up against the combined might of Dracula, the Mummy, the Gilman, and Frankenstein's monster, who arrive in town in search of a magic amulet. And you see, what I like about this too is it adds a different spin on the classic horror movie monsters as we know them. For example, you have the Wolfman, Dracula, the Mummy, and the Gilman. All those are part of the evil personas that are who are trying to look for this evil amulet and trying to stop this other group of people that are actually looking for the amulet as well. And they also have Van Helsing's diary too. So that's also another factor too, that you have these two group of individuals who are trying to either start something or or stop something. And that's something that I actually enjoy because of the fact that it's fun. It's kind of reminds you in a way of the Goonies and stuff like that in a certain sense because it's about the kids and they're actually trying to stop this apocalyptic thing from happening. And pretty much they can't go to the adults because the adults won't believe anything that they say or anything. So they have to take matters in their own hands and try to take down the Wolfman, the Gilman, uh, Dracula, and all these other classic monsters that we all know and love. And I'm a huge sucker for old black and white uh, classic horror movies and stuff like that. I grew up on watching the old 1930s Dracula, the Wolfman, and all those other classic monsters and everything. Bram Stoker's Dracula, uh, the 1930s black and white one. Not so much on the uh, one that has Can't Reason It, but I enjoy the old classic monsters. And that's something that I grew up with and that's something that just stuck with me. 
and seeing the Monster Squad back when I was little and everything, when my mom actually introduced me to the Monster Squad, I was actually intrigued. I was in blo- I was blown away with this. And you know what? I went on ahead. I saw it again on Hulu just recently. And matter of fact, if you want to watch this movie, it's still on Hulu right now. It's part of the Huluween stuff that they actually have out. And I revisited it recently. And that's what made me want to do this review. Because here's the thing. Yeah, some of the effects are actually outdated and stuff like that. And yes, there is a lot of corny stuff whenever you're dealing with old, cheesy dialogue within the 1980s genre itself. Especially when you're looking at old 80s comedies or you're looking at horror movies and stuff like that in general. But overall, I still love this movie. It's still a classic movie and stuff like that. And then, you know, another thing too that I like, I like the different spins that they had on Frankenstein. Because he's always been a misunderstood character to me. Because of the fact that, you know, they think that he's actually this monster that's going around killing people and stuff like that. But he's just trying to fit into the world and trying to understand what this world is. Because he's actually split from all these other um, people and this person and his personality and stuff like that. And he's not trying to kill anybody. He's just trying to actually understand things in a certain perspective. And he's just been misunderstood as a creature. And that's something that I actually like about what they were doing with the Monster Squad because you have this kid on the uh, on the other side, which is actually the good side, and they ended up making him a lovable character with the help of the main character's sister, Phoebe, by showing him love and kindness that he always wanted. And, you know, like I said, if you want to get to somebody, love and kindness is actually the best medicine to actually get to somebody rather than being cold to somebody. And judging from the outside of someone's uh, appearance can actually help as well. And if you look at Frankenstein, he's always been the type that people are actually afraid of him because of the way he looks. And they judge him based on the outside of who he is. And, you know, that's something that I actually like what they took with the Monster Squad was, you know, he's so iconic. He's so different from all the other monsters to where people judge him based on the outside of who he is rather than the inside. And, you know, he's just this lovable monster. And he actually wants to help these kids to stop Dracula from what they're doing with this all domination thing. Because that's also why he also retaliated against Dracula. Because he didn't like the things that Dracula was doing. And that's what I like about it. Is the fact that he went with this other, the regular, the good monster squad. And trying to take him down. And that just shows how lovable he is and stuff like that. He doesn't have to be this old monster that everybody else had takes him out to be and that's something I really enjoy and then you know yes this movie is corny like I said and it's also outdated with the effects and dialogue but it still has a classic film it still is a classic film that the family can enjoy together and even today I feel like yeah the special effects are not that great the dialogue is not that great it doesn't flow that well but I still feel like, you know, this generation will actually love what they're doing with this whole entire thing because of the fact that, you know, my parents actually introduced me to the Monster Squad and stuff like that. And I think that this will actually be imprinted into their memory and they might end up even loving it and showing it to their next generation of kids and their own kids. And that's something that I actually want to see. I want to see new generation of kids that are growing up and their parents introducing them to new films, to these older films and being able to enjoy it and then showing it off to their group, their kids later on in the future when they become adults. To me, I love whenever they, when parents do that, it carries on the legacy that they were imprinted with when they were little. 
And I feel like, too, that this actually does deserve a remake in a certain way, just to update the effects and update the storyline, have better dialogue flow. But other than that, though, it's perfect for the whole family to enjoy and stuff like that. I've really enjoyed Monster Squad a lot. And, you know, even revisiting it, it brought me back to being, like, a little kid again. And that's something that I really wanted to see. I wanted to know is if this movie was still going to be one of those movies that I can actually go back into my past and be a kid again. And it actually does that. It gravitates me to that whole entire line, that whole entire thing. And then I'm actually going to drop down to maybe a little bit something scarier than what Monster Squad is. I'm going to drop down to The Descent. Now, this movie came out in 2005. It's actually a UK movie, and then they did two different types of endings for this movie. They did a director's uncut movie, one for the UK, one for the United States. I watched both versions. Both versions are really good, but I'm not going to tell you which one you should actually watch. I want you guys to make up your own minds on that part, but it's about a group of six women who have entered a cave system struggling to survive against the humanoid creatures inside. This isn't a... Uh, for people that has uh, claustrophobia because of the tight spaces that the women that these women actually have to go through to tight uh, to climb through tight spaces and also climb underneath tight spaces as well. And you know, I even want to mention the fact too that the director even added in layers to these characters that they're not just secondary characters. They're not just a paint by the number type of characters. You can actually care about these characters because it actually is a kind of a tragedy, especially the way the beginning is. Especially with Sarah's character where you see Sarah is celebrating his da- her daughter's birthday and stuff like that. And then her husband winds up getting it. They both all get into a car accident. Sarah's the only person alive. This is actually in the beginning of the movie. I'm not giving away any spoilers. I'm just trying to give you a little bit of a setup with one of the characters past. But it goes into a deeper route with that character. And then it follows her even into the cave itself with the flashbacks. And each and every single one of these women actually have a past of their own. And it's even confronted into the whole entire cave element too. Because they all have to rely on each other. They all have to try and trust each other. Because of the fact that it even went into the wrong cave based off of another character that was just doing it for ego. And she knows that they're in the wrong cave. But... They still they followed her into it anyway, and now they have to try and figure a way out of this cave and this whole entire system. And now this whole entire humanoid st- uh, things are going on, and they're trying to break their way out. But anyways, like I said, the ca- uh, the cave is filled with tight spaces and are enough for you to and get to get this. It'll even leave you to where you want to hold your breath whenever they're going through these tight spaces. Because of the way the camera angles are and stuff like that. And then what these women actually have to go through to actually get in between those rocks. Talking about being a rock and a hard place. But, you know, it makes you want to gasp a little bit and want to have, breathe some air into you because of these tight spaces. And then, like I said, it's all about survival. These women actually have to depend on each other despite their whole entire deal where they have a past of their own. And they're all connected because they're friends. And that's just something that I liked about it was the fact that they actually added those layers to those characters to make them believable, to be able to be those characters that people can actually relate to. Because when you look at horror, certain horror movies today, it's hard to relate to a certain characters because some of them are actually paint by the number type of characters where there's only one dimensional characters rather than layers to those characters. 
And I don't like seeing something like that. I want something with layers to them to where these characters grow throughout the movie. And then once the payoff is where these characters die, you want to actually have a little bit of a charismatic thing to where you can actually care about these characters because you relate to these characters. And, you know, I feel like that this director did a really good job with the whole entire setup. And I'm going to get to his name in a few minutes, but... If you're into something like this, this movie's actually for you. And the creatures are just horrifying as well. They're actually really horrifying. There's not really that much CGI in this movie. There's a lot of gore. There's a lot of stuff like that that goes into this horror movie that's really good if you're into the whole entire gore aspect. There's plenty of gore. There's gore to delight in this thing. And then the creepy element is the humanoids. You're going to love the way the humanoids actually look if you haven't seen this movie. But the dark lighting in the cave is what you're after as well. Because you don't know what's behind every corner. You don't know because of the camera angles. You don't know what's coming in around around you. And you could and these characters are gonna probably be smothered around these humanoids that they don't even know that that's even there or next to them and everything else. And here they are exploring this cave that they don't know anything about. And throughout the movie, you're wondering if these women are going to make it out alive or become a victim to the humanoid monsters. I also like, like I said, anything, um, I also like the fact that there isn't anything to alert you when something scary is going on. There's no background music to let you know anything to alert you with. There's only the noises in the cave. If you're watching this in high definition, I recommend it for the simple fact that it gives you a little bit more of a feel to what the cave actually sounds like. And I think that you would actually like that part. And, you know, I really have to say, um, this director is really good. I really wish that I could actually watch more of his movies. But it's actually by Neil Marshall. And he was able to uh, do with the six women by giving them layers to what they did in their past and confronting it into into the cave when they are all together. Like I mentioned earlier, that's something that I really love from a horror movie, especially whenever you're dealing with horror movies from 2006 or 2000, well, 2005, but it's rare that you actually saw that in the early 2000s, and now we're even seeing it more now where there's better layers to these characters being fleshed out and better plots being fleshed out now than you did in the early 2000s, but, you know, for this movie, it's the originality that I love behind it and stuff like that, so if you haven't seen The Descent, I recommend that movie. And then I'm going to get into another movie that came out in three, year, three years later called The Collector. And The Collector is about a desperate pers- uh, guy who has to try and pay off a debt and targets a family, a family's home, and plans to break in and steal vi- a viable gem. He learns that he picked the wrong night to break in for a, ma- uh, in for a masked man has gotten in there first and prison and imprison the family and line and line the mansion with deadly traps. Now, the best way to describe this is is Saw, but think of a guy breaking into John Kramer's house and trying to steal a gem of his. And here's the thing, you don't know where this guy's popping out at, you don't know where he's gonna be at, you don't know anything. The guy is seeing tripwire everywhere stuff like that, different traps laid down throughout the whole entire mansion as well, and you don't know exactly where this killer's gonna be at, and I'm also gonna mention this too, I know I said I like layers to certain characters, 
but with this, there's not really that many layers to this to these characters at all. They're one dimensional. But what they were able to do, what they were able to capture was the dynamic of it being scary because of the facial expressions based on the characters themselves, especially the person breaking into the house. And also, too, he has to try and be quiet, try not to go through the tripwire, try not to go through these traps without setting anything off to alert the killer that there's somebody else inside the house with him. And he's trying to look for this gym at the same time as trying to escape. And I really enjoyed the very first Collector movie because there's something special about it. And I also like movies, too, where there's not, like, a lot of things going on at one time where you can do only, like, one-room settings is what I like. Rather than several different set pieces, you're able to focus in on one set piece, which is the house, and they have to go throughout this whole entire house without having to set up any traps. And that is something that I really enjoy from that whole entire aspect is it's a one-house setting. It's something that I really enjoy. And also, too, it's also a low-budget film, and it made a, little, a lot of money off of that, too. And, like I mentioned, I mean, you don't even know what's behind every corner. You don't know if this killer's going to be coming after him. You don't know if he knows that he's even inside the house. But he's still trying to do, uh, not to set off these traps. This movie is really good if you're into the whole slasher thing and also trying to figure out a way into this thing without the person trying to be caught. And there's a lot of more, there's a lot of suspense with this movie. There's a lot to be built into it. And I think that if you haven't seen this movie, you're going to actually enjoy it. I don't really care for the second one too much because I feel like they actually lost me with the whole suspense part. And it just came became just a regular big old huge gore fest rather than focusing on what they started off with with the first movie but other than that though I have to say the very first collector is a very good movie I'm excited what they're gonna do with the third movie because they are making another third collector movie but we're just gonna have to wait and see so that's it for those three movies but my main one that I want to talk about right now and my last one that I'm going to talk about right now is a little film called A Quiet Place. Now, this movie came out in 2018, and I really enjoyed this movie for what it is. Some people didn't like the ending, but I liked the ending. I thought it was fitting to what the character was, the main character was, which is actually the director for this movie. And also, too, I actually felt like this movie was really well done. And pretty much is like this. If they hear you, they haunt you. A family must live in silence to avoid mysterious creatures that haunt by sound, knowing that the slightest whisper or footstep can bring Evelyn and Lee are determined to find a way to protect their children while desperately searching for a way to fight back. So picture this. You're in a popular world where these creatures are roaming around and you have to be quiet the whole entire time. Or else you're going to die. And I'm going to tell you this. There's hardly any dialogue in this movie at all. But they don't need dialogue for this movie. Because of the simple fact is. Their facial expressions is is what's going to sell you alone on this movie. Because of the facial expressions on how horrified they look. And everything as well. When these creatures actually do come come in and are trying to attack them. And stuff like that. And then too... 
she's also pregnant. This woman is also pregnant too during this time. And they actually have ways of actually doing things that are according to how this apocalyptic world is. And they even thought of different ways to actually bring this baby in without trying to make a sound, without these monsters trying to attack this family while she's pregnant or anything like that. And, you know, that's something that's actually pretty neat, something that hasn't really been done before. And I also like the fact, too, that there's not that much dialogue, but still, you're sold on the whole entire premise that if you make a sound, that these creatures are actually going to kill you. And if you go on in and make a sound, you're done. And you're sold on the fact that these characters are real. These characters are trying to survive. And there's not really... There's actually some layers to these characters to where you can... Where you're caring about them, where where you want them to come out on top. And you're hoping that they come out on top. Especially where you can probably relate to certain characters in a certain way, in a certain sense. But all in all, I mean, A Quiet Place is actually a pretty, is a really good movie. I recommend it. It's a, it's one of those movies, too, that's actually a low-budget movie. It made a lot of money back in 2018. I've actually went on ahead and rewatched it. I loved it even more. I'm still on the edge of my seat with some of the things that still goes on in that movie. And also, too, they're actually making a second one, and I can't wait to actually see that movie on what they do with it. I'm hoping that they actually make it a little bit more of like a prequel rather than a sequel. So that way we can know how these creatures actually came down to earth and how they actually took over this town. But if you're into this movie, if you like Emily Blunt, if you like her husband and the work that he does, I highly recommend this film. And, you know, I like too, that they actually got someone that's actually deaf. That's an actor, actress. She was little at the time, but they got this actress who's actually deaf and they actually have to talk to her in the movies in sign language and she can't make a noise at all. And what's bad is, too, that she can't hear what's going on. So it makes that even more scarier, too, because of the fact that she doesn't know if these monsters are behind her. She doesn't know anything because of the fact that she's deaf. And I like that little bit of a horror. I like that horror flavor to it because of the fact that she doesn't know what's really going on around her. So it makes me really on the edge of my seat seeing that. So anyways, tell me what you guys think of A Quiet Place. Tell me what you guys think of The Collector. Tell me what you guys think of Monster Squad. And also let me know what you guys think of The Descent. Because I believe those are one of my favorite movies that I actually enjoy watching on a couple of days before Halloween. And, you know, I like introducing people to new films. So tell me what you guys think. Let me know. Send me out a voicemail. And I'll be glad to go on ahead and listen to it and even play it on the air for my next episode. And until next time. Bye-bye.